Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Ace is the best place to get all you need for a great looking yard this Labor Day weekend. Come in now and get top Scott's products for only $10 each after instant savings. Choose from Scott's Lawn Food, Easy Seed, Ortho Home Defense, Roundup Pump and Go, and more. All just $10 each. Hurry into your local Ace, where top Scott's products are $10 each after instant savings. Through Monday only. Valid on select items and sizes for Ace Rewards members. Limit 2. See participating store for details. Feed. Me. More. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy. I am the Big Guy Ryback, and I'm sitting here with the one, Pat Buck. And we're here live, or not so live. Someone keeps calling me on my goddamn cell phone. I, mean, I didn't start at the time. I get a little worried. I see unknown, and it's either, but it's late, though. So I, I, so oh, I, I used to get, though, it used to be usually WWE. I tell you, when you get fired, it comes from an unknown. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I keep thinking it's my dad. Not that that was from my first round. <laughs> Jesus. In developmental, but uh, it's a different story. Well, first off, we're going to be professional podcasters, and we're going to plug the podcast that you're listening to already. But please, there's a lot of listens here. We're very thankful that you guys listen to this piece of shit. But Thank please. You. Leave your comments, your reviews, your wherever it's Audio Boom or it's iTunes or if it's Stitcher or, it's, or whatever it is. We're not on SoundCloud anymore because we're, we're now to, through Audio Boom, right? We are through Audio Boom, helping us get a little more exposure, helping us uh, reach a higher platform. And it makes it's a great system. So it's kind of cool, right? I mean, that, they do the Bischoff podcast and the Ric Flair podcast, right? Yeah, they're just a nice little platform that uh, you know uh, we're doing this basically on our own dime I mean podcasts are free I mean this equipment luckily was the uh, wine cost a little bit the wine cost <laughs> 15 bucks for this giant this, piece of I told you I thought I bought the $70 bottle I got to the register and was pleasantly surprised that it was only fourteen ninety nine for this beautiful be a, blend of uh, Cavite 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 and I brought my own uh, blend. gentleman's collection here wine uh, keep because we thought about doing this podcast sober because we have a big weekend ahead, we have we have Absolutely. a huge weekend of wrestling, and it's Thursday night, and we're like, nah, let's just let's just let's just. Drink. I told you, I go and and again, I could justify having some drinks with red wine, and uh, red Explain wine. That uh, is, is there a benefit? Explain. There is a benefit, and I talk about it in the book. But it's usually it's up to like ten ounces. It, it, the glass a glass of wine is is not a lot. Okay. We all and, and most people over drink, but I have found. There's there's a lot of benefits to red wine and um, the book there was a book I can't remember his name off the top of my head but they go into depth about it and uh, just all the health benefits and, and just from the brain and it burns body fat and and again that's up to a certain point when you overindulge in it you obviously sure. lose some of that but you know like when guys drink too much like Jack and you were like the term whiskey dick and like, yes but red wine is heard it I lived it for, for <laughs> I think, five and a half I think years every guy is yeah. <laughs> Goddamn, Jack, uh, which could only use that as an excuse so many times. The, uh, but red wine, uh, drunk, you know, when it's drank within, within reason, uh, supposedly doesn't have those effects. It actually enhances those effects of, uh, of positive effects, and uh, it actually is used for intimate moments, and that's where the health benefits and everything always kind of came from. But um, I talk about it in depth, and it supposedly, though, is when, you know, drunk within reason, uh, it, it helps burn, like it was something with the brown uh, fat tissue, adipose fat tissue. Um, I, ne- I didn't even know there was. It's... It, it's like, I, and I've gone over it, and I everyone I got to like look at my notes on it, and it's uh, the research on it's pretty cool. And again, but a lot of people overindulge in it. But you're better off if you're going to drink drinking red wine than anything else. Really, no yeah. white wine. Uh, white's not included in that, but I, I still I think though you know women like white wine. I, I've noticed. I like white wine. <laughs> <laughs> and Pat Buck, uh, but it's. Um, compared and i always say kind of remember my mom told me when i was younger and it's kind of i i she goes if you're ever going to drink you're better off doing beer or wine over hard liquor because that stuff's just harder on your body in general sure and you could kind of it takes a lot for most people to get uh 
really messed up on it. So yeah. where we could sip this all throughout the night and I'll be totally fine. And uh, well, speak for you. I don't know about two glasses in. Then I start feeling red's a little heavy. The, I think the blood of Christ really gets, uh, it helps me sleep. That's actually one of the, the benefits of it too, is it, um, having one to two glasses a night, it, it will, it will relax you and you'll notice about 45 minutes to an hour in. Sure. It just, it calms you and you just, you have a great night's rest. So like when you can drink it really, and again, part of drinking it is, not drinking it to get drunk. It's drinking okay. it like it like it's almost like a supplement, so to speak. And it's also you do too much. I think there's nothing worse than a wine hangover. It's probably oh, yeah. the fucking worst hangover you could have that you had at my wedding. Absolutely. <laughs> that night was, by the way, I was going to tell about a moment me and Dolph went out with the AVN porn stars in Vegas. <laughs> And everyone was drinking red wine because I was drinking red wine. It's so good for you. And then I'm drunk telling everyone how good it is for you, but <laughs> drinking 30 glasses of it throughout the night. And like Andre the Giant. <laughs> the, uh, I Ubered down there to meet them. We, by the way, we got to get our plugs in for this, but yeah. uh, we'll get there eventually. We, uh, I Ubered down there to hang out with Dolph because every time he's in Vegas, and this is when I was still with WWE, like just never kind of could line up. And I'm always like busy. You're only home a day and a half. And yeah. he said, screw it. And finally... Went out and uh, drank red wine all night and, and had a great time. And I'll never, I drank so much red wine. I, I think it relaxed me so much. I had to get out of there. I had to shit so bad. <laughs> and we're all hanging out at the bar afterwards. And, and my stomach, like, I just, I had to get, get like, I was like so bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't want to go to the restroom there. And I, I Ubered back home and probably took the largest shit of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if anyone's listening out there that was there that night. Wine was growing up we weren't gonna fucking talk about wine but might as well uh i remember growing up i would always try wine at different points i never understood it i think you had to be a little bit older and a little more mature to really kind of i was a beer person i was a jack daniels person but yeah in my uh you know early 30s i feel like uh god i love wine everything i love it every day i don't do it every day but i think as you mature it's one of those things that you kind of just comes with age comes with every every dinner you got to have like a nice bottle of wine you know it's fun when you're younger though when we're back in our sully days in louisville where you just go and get fucked up where we and like but you're just ruined the next but like you still you wake up and you go about your day you could bounce back from the hangovers like back then dude i I really remember like again we talked about this on a past episode taking fucking people's tequila sunrises chugging them down oh it's a vodka soda Ah, who gives a shit oh jack and coke mixing them up you know, the hangover would be a little bit, but you get by it. Now it's like I find in my old age of 32, I have to like stick to one thing or I'm yeah. fucked. I'm the same way. And I'm, there's a huge difference from when you're in your 20s to when you get in your 30s. And like I still tell myself I'm young at heart and I feel amazing. And But there is a huge – I used to sit there in my – I'll never forget like Charles the Hammer Evans from OVW. Oh, shit. He was always older than everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me down there and i always remember him at the fitness factory i think was the gym he'd be stretching for like 30 or 40 minutes before really wait and i've been like young that's 20s you. and i'm just like god what the fuck is he stretching for like that's that's god what a waste of time mm-hmm. and then they're just throwing heavy weights around and killing my my joints and tendons and now that i'm getting to live with and now i'm that guy stretching for 30 <laughs> and 40 minutes. i saw you today i yeah. was on the treadmill i was 27 minutes in i'm like he hasn't even started yet. No, I was there He's for over stretching. three hours tonight. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's, I go through a whole routine, especially that's what I'm excited about wrest- the wrestling here is because on days that I work, it's like I go through a whole routine to like make sure that I'm limber and like it'll last the whole day for me. Like when I get loose, like how long do you stretch for? It'll be tomorrow's going to be a good 40 minute session. Like Jesus. before I ever touch wow. a weight and like that's active warm ups and then, um, and then stretch where I like, or I'll try to push myself tomorrow. And, and like, I haven't done this since I've been out the last five months Yeah, because I haven't been wrestling because, so I still do my regular stretching, but this is now I'm excited, man. This is to, I just love the whole process for me. And I think the last time we recorded, we were kind of saying it's your first day back at school, meaning like, you know, you're on the independence, but I think actually this weekend is probably because you're this wrestling. This is like the return of the big guy right like, back this weekend. You know, we got a, we got a big tag team match tomorrow night that I selfishly booked myself in. Uh, By the time we're listening to this, we will be the tag team champions. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> you know, for years I prided myself on, on not being the guy that, you know, but I'm telling the guys, I'm like, look, uh, we're going to, we're going to win these titles exposure wise. It makes sense. And then, uh, 
Yeah, whatever. So we're winning the fucking. I've already instructed you. I want every title of every promotion <laughs> so I can go do photo ops having thirty fucking titles. That like Ultimo Dragon. Feed me fucking... more titles. That's going to be my my indie run. That has been the talk with a lot of places where you know the booking, which has been relatively easy, and so far I don't. I think you've had a pretty great schedule with the book all oh, the signing yeah no you've done a phenomenal job you must have a hell of an agent I, uh, i'm shocked more guys have not come to you like you and i hope you turn them down so you can focus solely on me and uh what we got going on but well, uh if there's any uh you know I, I tell broski all the time when he when he's ready to or when he gets fired i'll, I'll, I'll be his <laughs> i'll hook him up a little bit he's uh, stolen my weight belt uh which is actually you're the one that actually i should give you I've, if anyone's ever given you any slack over wearing the weight belt you're the one that that started that whole thing. Let's. I think we should. If we're talking about plugs, we should give our buddy JD, JD Maverick, JD Michaels, JD, JD Maverick. Michaels, yeah, Iron Attitude. Uh, I'll That's, say this one time. Look, I talk to JD all the time. I love him, man. JD's great, but let's just. It, he made. He was a great gear maker because in wrestling, it's really hard to find. Still does my gear to this day. Does he really? Yeah. Okay. So he's, like he's, he does my singlets. He, and this is a true story. WWE. The seamstresses up there, when I got up there, I was having them do my the singlets because JD was kind of already transitioning away from it. And uh, they, like everything else, like they have their people they do their stuff for. And like I was paying them well and tipping them well. And like I remember there was a pay per view, it was like three weeks away. And like, yeah, we're not gonna be able to have your singlet. It was the first I would try Fuck. to do, I would try to do a new singlet every pay per view. I did. Yeah, and it's one a month. That's it's like so. It's and, not a lot of work. At that time, it was one color. It was very simple. And it was the girl that was doing it. She's like, "Yeah, I can't get it for you." And I was just like, "What?" Yeah. And, I, and I was being, you know, used in that fashion and on TV every week. And I and I just said, "Fuck this!" And I called JD, and I've been with him ever since. And so but, he's our buddy, and yeah. we always got along. He's a former partner of mine, and we've always all three of great us worker. are very like winded, great worker awesome person and uh he was so talented at gear making and he probably should have had a job just from that alone but easily he, he migrated into making the weight belts that i think most people have seen you wear yeah that actually uh it was a gift from you it was um birthday big, gift big birthday gift i started I, I saw them i was like oh my god macho used to wear one hogan used to wear one and that was kind of it yeah so i have this theory too i'm, I'm a gear mark i think we're both gear marks but i was like ah, oh, you know what Instead of wearing, I'm like, I'm going to get older eventually, and I'm going to get probably fatter and sloppier. Who knows? Everyone doesn't, you know. Yeah. Or maybe I'll, or maybe I'll be like Macho Man, where he hits like, you know, he got into his peak conditioning when he was like 45. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> he looked insane there in Spider Man. WCW yeah, in 2002. Yeah, I love that his theme music back then too. By the way, oh, the what's up, Macho? Yeah, with oh, gorgeous yeah. George Man. So. uh so I saw that look. I'm like, oh, fuck. I, I want that look. And then I saw JD was making weight belts. I'm like, dude, I can wrestle in these. He's like, oh, oh they, they, they might get in the way. And, you know, I don't know if you could wear them for wrestling. I'm like, no, no, no. So got them made. Yeah. Wrestled in them, um, which it's very tough to wrestle in them with. Uh, first, I was wearing it with long tights. And that was kind of bad. I'm a big my, fan of your look that you have going on now, by the way. Thanks. And yeah. that's, that's by design. So I can let myself go when I'm, you know, doing the still doing these shitty independents when I'm 45. Yeah. Um, but then I was like, oh, let me do the bone saw kind of look and, and the weight belts, and that keeps everything together. And then I was like, you know what? I'm like, I kept telling you about you the weight like belts. You got like the Bret Hart kind of look yeah. too, right? And like, yeah. And, and, and just, it fits my body type, whatever. But I remember telling you about them. And you weren't really like, oh, you're like, okay. I'm like, no, no, no. You, you'll like these weight belts. Yeah. And I think you blew it off. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. So I had one made for you on your birthday. And I remember, I think you got back from the European tour. You're like, what the fuck is this? You're like. I loved it instantly. Yeah. And like, it was, it, it, and you had the big guy on it. I still have that one in my gym I use. Uh, at home uh, when I'm not doing like uh, my heavy weight belt when I'm doing like squats and deadlifts but it uh, those things are quality and yeah. uh, but I for me I wasn't allowed I started working in it towards the end up there they they would tell me to take it off for matches why and, and I, I the psychology wise you would want the weight <laughs> doing all these power moves I would want to be wearing the weight belt to hold myself together during these matches where I'm picking up big show Mark Henry Kane and Shit. every other guy over three four five hundred pounds and no I I wear it to the ring and then take it off <laughs> and work without it and then throw my back out every night do you prefer prefer to wear it or not wear it? oh I love wearing you it. like wearing yeah it. okay there was one time I had a, a segment where the 
I think the authority, this was like I came back from the groin injury and, and was back baby face. And it was, I was wearing it out there and like uh, the J&J security and Hunter was out there and they were, they were beating me down. Okay. And I thought they were going to take it off of me and start whipping me with it, and which would have been a great heat. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, please don't take this off. This is going <laughs> to suck. Uh, but they did it. But yeah. My last match with Cody, uh, which was the main event in Rahway, the town we're recording in, he took it off me and whipped me. Uh, during the match, they're heavy. Man. Fuck, That's, it hurts, dude. Yeah, it hurts bad. But uh, that last match I had with Kalisto, uh, the pre-show stopper, wait, but which gets a lot of which uh, also was a great idea. I don't know who thought of that. That one. was again Pat Buck's <laughs> idea. Very creative, young man, and um, they were so furious with that weight. <laughs> what pre-show stopper? I the, yeah. They they were so bad. They, Cone kept telling me, they go, take off the weight belt. And I kept saying, tell them to fuck off. <laughs> and during the match, I had already I was already checked out. I was gone. And uh, I was like, I'm going to have fun one way or the other. But they ended up, uh, kept telling us, I had to cut out. Like Cone kept saying, he goes, no more CM Punk stuff. No more CM Punk stuff. And I had the, uh, I was going to do the running knee into the GTS. Yeah. And like not cover them. And like just to really, because they were. They were eating it up. Sure. But we got cut on time as always. And so fucking uh, crazy. that's one thing I always had to respect to the other guys. And that that match, you got to get off the air by a certain time before, so the show can go on. Yeah. You know, so then it, it's so that's being selfish at that point. But and that was was that the mania? Was that where you almost you saved his life pretty much? No, that was die? mania where. Yeah. Everyone says that. I, I just was. That was like, a big thing. Like he looked like he was going to die. He, yeah. Uh, again, I, I said any of anybody would have done the same thing when you're out. Like, and I just it's. We've all done stuff out there, and those ropes, and in the heat of the moment, you're sweaty. And yeah, but he's Kalisto's amazing. There's nothing he can't do. And it, again, it's like a high risk thing when you're you're going out there, you're doing all these high risk moves four to five nights a week. You're going to mess up sometimes. Sure, and like I've seen him nail that. You know, no, he's so super talented. Ten out of ten times, and then he did it one other time, and it just so happened. You know, I think he was falling short, and and just doing my job. That's what we do. So. um that was payback, though, the last one okay. in Chicago, which was very fitting for my last match before. Uh, that was your last match? Last match. Okay, wow. Which everyone, I got a lot of you know, great feedback. And it always bothered me. Everyone's like, that was your best match. It was like, I've been doing that for, the, for years on the, yeah. on the live events and with different guys. And like, it's just TV weren't allowed the same you know, opportunities. So. And I think the match, I mean, you probably have more fun wrestling. Not that it's not fun do you have more fun wrestling guys that are kind of a smaller body type to have better like a better mix or would you rather go again because for a while you were just paired up with giant after giant which is tough which is like Uh, and and nothing against so it's those were always my least favorite from a standpoint of um whenever you you, because it's a clash of styles a little bit and there's only so much you could do to certain guys and it's like they've seen me pick up guys like Big Show and Mark Henry and Kane before. So then once you're past that wow factor on that, it kind of – and they're at a stage of their careers where they, they're not – they're just, look how big they are. Like they shouldn't be getting thrown around anyways. No. Like even it doesn't matter how strong I am. Like So it, and it's just it, – it's And to give them credit they're, for their size, especially Big Show, they do tremendous oh, yeah. fucking things. People and like don't give them enough credit. Not and, at all. And it's – uh, and to be in it as long as they have and still going. And now they're kind of – and Big Show's finally being used now, I feel, appropriately, where if there's nothing for them on TV – Take them off TV, bring Take them off TV and bring them back as an attraction. It's, like, it's, it's so simple. And, and, like, and, and like and Mark Henry's not just being thrown in onto TV to be thrown onto TV to, like, to do a job to somebody. Like when there's no – like when guys are that big, just protect them. Yeah. Like, and, and then when they do put somebody over, it has meaning rather than just whore it out and then let, use them as one of their you know, regular guys. So. so we had ideas to start talking about things on this podcast. We didn't even plug anything, I don't think. I think we should get to that. But uh, The following advertisement has been paid for by fuck. the big guy. Are oh, you I hungry? Thought, <laughs> guy, I thought you were going to read your Pollo Loco. I was going to. Guys, if you're hungry, go to a Pollo Loco. The, the big guy's a, uh, a big, big advocate of, of their food. And uh, I desperately why, need why their stock <laughs> to go back up. Their stock has dropped tremendously over the last like year and a half. Okay. Being your <laughs> manager, if you will, and uh, line of bookings through, we've filled up through January, but we even have a couple past January. We have, we have some into April already. Yeah. Um, but one that, you're, one that you're adamant on, this actually came. I wrote the commercial for you to send to them. I'm so. And I said, no. I said, yeah. let me talk to them first. So uh, 
The Incredible Big Guy commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. So you have this love for this company. Yes, with um, a passion. And you eat there all the time. Even Every I, day. I did hear you on a, on a Voxer, because I think you recorded it, yelling at the fast food guy. Yeah, I actually, that was the, I had to go into the store because they've, the, the location by me on uh, North Decatur in Las Vegas, if you're listening, anyone from El Pollo Loco, you might want to send someone in there to tighten that <laughs> ship up a little bit. I've noticed over the last couple months, uh, the service there has not been as, as good as it had been. And my order has been getting messed up and I go there every day and get the same yeah. thing. And there were a new staff of guys working there. Which I happen to be boxing you when they go, hey, right back, right back. <laughs> and uh, I go, it's right back. Hey, guys. And uh, I was like on the phone. And, uh, but they, they, when they took my order, I said no sour cream on the chicken fajita burritos. And I get them on wheat tortillas. And so, because the sour cream is the only thing that's fattening in them. Outside of that, there's nothing so in them. So you don't eat sour cream? No, because when I have my carb meals, I try to keep my fats as low as possible. Oh, okay, I understand. Which we'll okay. get into more on that. But they, so and they go, no sour cream. I go, no sour cream. Like, they confirmed it with me. So you guys had a mutual understanding. Yeah. There would be no sour cream like, yeah. in this in meal. Yeah. Fast food, I thought I was perfectly safe world. Like, like, no matter what else happens, it was no sour cream. It was confirmed to me, like, you know. So, and then I got a, a chicken enchilada meal that has, like, this sauce on it. You need a fork and a knife to eat. You can't eat okay. it. And there's rice. There's, like, you can't eat it without silverware. And, uh... I was in a hurry to go to my, my boxing class, so I, I had to eat. I was going to go in and eat. I was like, oh, I'll just eat in the car. And I get in the parking lot and, like, open up the food, and there's no napkins. I'm like, ah. And I start eating the burrito, and, like, sour cream is dripping everywhere. <laughs> they put extra sour cream on it. So now, like, there's very – I'm furious. And I go, you know what? I'll do, I'm going to do an extra round of boxing tonight. I'll blow – I'll burn off the sour cream. Sure. So I eat the two burritos. I go – I've – Literally sauce all over my face. And like, so I go in the bag to eat the chicken enchiladas real quick and there's no silverware. So I just go, fuck, pull the car up. I go in, turn on Voxer so you could hear me. I talk to the manager and I'm just like, come on, you guys are better than this. And like the guys, and I, I looked at the guys and like, I'm not going to sit there and scream. I just go, come on, come on guys. You're better than this. And, uh, I got my silverware. I got my napkins and, um, and they've not messed up since. You know, I was just thinking, just like we put my car crash at the end of this show, I have Voxer Pro. I'm actually paying the money to have the full unlimited stuff. Yeah, you probably have I that can, message saved. I have that saved. We could we could do the... I drop a couple F-bombs in there, but we it's within... Them out. We could bleep them out. Yeah, like yeah. We've been doing your fucking promos <laughs> for these... You're a big fan of those cardboard cutout promos. Let's go into this whole... Since booking you. Okay, so anyway, or representing your bookings. It's been pretty easy because you're fucking self-reliant, self-sufficient. I, I talk to these promoters. I know the game. But you're like, Pollo Loco, man. I, I want to do something big with them. I'm like, all right, let me write them a line. And I did this while you were still with WWE. Yeah. And they wrote back, we're interested. And there's a bunch of corporate yada, yada, yada. And then once, uh, once you walked away, they wrote to us. Yeah. And they're like, we want to do something. And I'm like, okay, what do you want to do? And it basically all they wanted to do was like a, an appearance at their store, give away free autographs. And you to take over their Instagram. Yeah. But the amount of fucking work that went into this, it was like they were planning WrestleMania. Really? It would, dude, you know this. They were like first. I'm like, trying to play dumb. <laughs> it's very good at Those acting classes are paying off. Dude, they were like, okay, what does he want to do here? I'm like, it's an appearance. He will sign autographs. Can you? I had to, by the way, tell you to tell them to get autograph mats because they like had they didn't before that. What about the pictures? Yeah, yeah. So here's oh. the th they go. Okay, what do you guys want us to do? I go. Here's what I envision. You know, you guys want to do the social media. First off, you were like, hey, let me put a cardboard cutout in the store to yeah. advertise. Which I'm like, so people coming in the store, those are such an easy sell. From my business standpoint, the fact that a talent wants to actually take a cardboard cutout of himself and actually help with the advertising of event yep. speaks wonders. You'll find you will not find a guy that will want to do more to promote and to to just work. Which is why you me. should hit up bookthebigguyyahoo.com. And and talk to us about bookings. But anyway, so you say that, and I go. This is what he want. This is what we want to do. You know, put the cardboard cut cut it up. Advertise. Have, have a table, all the information there, right? Have yeah. a table there. You know, an autograph signing. Won't even charge for that, which normally people charge. Yeah. Um, he'll sign autographs. He'll take pictures. They're like, oh, uh, you know what? By the way, speaking of that, when you in, for some of these people that don't understand that. Because with social media, you get real dickheads on there that are just clueless lost souls that always like make like the price. They, 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 like not the price, but see, all I do is there's an appearance fee for me to go somewhere. Yeah, I get paid my appearance fee, mm -hmm. and then the people that are that are paying that fee 
they make their money back through the pictures and autographs. Yes. And so they make money by booking me. Which is exactly what I'm, literally, I have a stack of money like fucking Pablo Escobar in my house <laughs> that I'm handing Tell you me. this weekend, yeah. which is a healthy fucking, literally stack of money, like a, a really good chunk of change. And I have you and whatever comes in from that, that's on my responsibility as a promoter yeah. to make sure those people know you're being there for me to make more of that money yeah. that I'm actually paying Free, you. Yeah. So that's the whole name of the but game. It's not me charging the money for it. Which You're not I getting mean, extra. It, like, and it's, it just blows me away. People are just ignorant. And they don't. I'm just like, God. So that's, that's the way the game works. And I think a lot of people didn't, don't really like, you know, have understand no that. So back to Pollo Loco. So like you're like, hey, I want to do a, a cardboard cutout and pictures. And they're like, well, let's ask the restaurant if we can get this cardboard cutout out. And I'm like, why? Like who gives a sh- You know, who cares? Like yeah. it's no big deal. And they're like, oh, we can't do that. Okay. They're like, what kind of pictures are you going to give away? I'm like, I don't know. Here's, I have like a couple of your non-WWE stuff yeah. on my computer. I'm like, here's two images. And they're like, not, they're, I guess they're menacing images. You're just like with your fists up or just like whatever. It wasn't smiling supposedly. And-, and they wrote back, we can't use these. Can we pick an image where he's smiling? And I'm like, oh, Which fuck. Which we had, we had, I have everything. So we gave him the images smiling, right? I go, pick whatever ones you want. Go to the website, pick them out. And then they ended up picking out. The menacing one. The one I fucking yeah. sent in the first place. Which was when I realized I just told you I go they don't, they have no clue about it but there I had a lot of fun over there and the and and the and the girls that were there from El Pollo Loco uh they did a, re- a really good job and we had a great turnout and there were people there the entire 3 hours and I I I thoroughly enjoyed them. I told you I've been you know interested in attaching the feed me more to a food brand like a macho man to a slim gym. yeah and it's a layup and it's it's an easy sell and uh but i'm very selective on that. i'm not just gonna go when i go el pollo loco gets first dibs and how much stock do you own in that company i own a lot <laughs> they they've paid for a lot of things for me over the years and um but they 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 crashed after their their initial ipo initial price offering uh and they're being they're being looked into i believe uh, really yeah i don't know what did i know i don't know if anything came came about of it but they they've dropped like between 10 and 15 dollars or 12 and 15 dollars per share which is a lot yeah um i think people are kind of blown away that you're on the stock market yeah oh i've done if i've told you like i, know, I, no, I don't talk to a lot of people but i i tell you i, I toot my own horn a little bit on uh on some I may of my know successes. the promoter game, and I may know you know we're all deep in rest. But when you talk about the stock stuff, I actually do get insanely jealous that, I, yeah. that I'm not involved. And you're telling me, oh, I, I did this today, I made this, this one I'm keeping my eye on. I'm like, fuck, like I feel like wrestlers and stock market outside of you've heard of JBL with stuff like Kane's that, very good. Also, Kane I don't too? know if I don't know if he's how big he is into investing, but I know he's very knowledgeable. On, on there's been a few times me and him him. And, talked and it always pops me to the big guy and Kane talking about <laughs> gold and you know Daniel Bryan is, is very intelligent with all that but oh, really? a lot of it too with the stocks is overcoming your fear of of watching your money fluctuate yeah uh, most, most people won't have that patience no and it, it, it turned it that was my biggest fear I, and I took two years before I ever started doing anything with my money in WWE um, but when I kind of saw the writing on the wall early on I was like it's up to me to figure out what I'm doing with this. And I don't want to just put my money in a bank and have them just rely on somebody else to do it for me. I've always been a big, very big on being hands-on. And I was like, if I fail, I can live with myself losing my money rather than somebody else. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've had a lot of success with it. And I've never put anything into there that I need. Like, whereas, like, I don't put my life savings into the stock market. Okay. But I, I have a healthy amount in there. And it, it, I have enough where it has given me some serious leverage where I'm – I'm able to to make a lot of money in there with the money that I have in, but I don't need that money. So when my stocks are down, I you know I've been down a lot at, at points, and I just laugh and like because I'm not I don't need You're that money. You're not attached to it. I'm not attached to that money. Whereas if I needed that money tomorrow for a surgery or to pay my mortgage or you know what I mean, or massage that, parlor or something, which we'll get into <laughs> not currently, but years past. Uh, this was supposed to be about drugs and addictions and, and whatnot. <laughs> we talk about stocks. Yeah. Are we gonna, have we done the plugs for the show yet? No. We're just All right. I was going to do the El Pollo Loco one, and you ridiculed yeah, sure, me for sure, sure. it. Uh, feedmemore.com. Uh, the big guy, Ryback22 on Instagram, Ryback22 on Twitter, uh, and Ryback247 on Snapchat if you want to get a few laughs and a little insight into the big guy, Ryback's life. And I'm Buck Never Stops across all platforms. Me and my 10,000 followers really, really... 
Really killing it on the old Twitter. You accused me of buying buying followers on no, Twitter. Today, I, I asked you because I saw a couple a uh, couple mean tweets towards you saying which things I've like, never even seen. Really? And yeah. I, well, I, I check it now. We're because of this horrible show. I told you on the record. If I could find out how to buy followers, I probably totally would. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? No, I did not accuse you. I did. I was like, did you ever buy anything? Because you had a lot. I mean, you have a fucking healthy all following. That, that, by the way, that is slow down. Twitter's slow down in general. I've noticed over the years. It's more about Snapchat. Yeah, but uh, the. I I got all those really quick from that that first two years in WWE. That's where the majority of those all came from. First two, like, yeah, like skip, first, like yip yip yip. Era? No, no, no. <laughs> God, I think Skip Sheffield maxed out at maybe twenty thousand uh, tops. <laughs> <laughs> the rest has been from Ryback. Okay, and uh, which I always I always laugh at. Like you look at the guys that they have pushed heavily over the last few years, and I was just like. They've been up there the same amount of time as me, and they're still not don't they're have not the same followers. amount. But I, my my following has slowed down um, over the last couple of years since they have you know worked their magic. Yeah, but I will rebuild all of that and uh, and, and just that's what people are getting to look into the life of what I'm really like, and it's been positive. So well, before we're not even going to go into topics. I mean, you're here now. We got a big wrestling weekend ahead of you. Um, I mean, I don't even know where to start with that. Are you nervous at all? Not at all. No? I was talking to somebody within the WWE empire, as I have friends within the office in there, and they were asking me, they go, are you nervous at all? And I go, no. I go, I was out for a year and a half with the ankle deal and didn't wrestle a match and went right back on the road working 10-minute matches on live events with a fucked up ankle with my balance all screwed up. Which a true story on all that. A lot of people, I remember uh, Val Venus, I remember at a live event, which has never seemed to have anything nice to say online. Uh, oh, yeah. What was remember, it? Something weird, but I, I blocked him a long time ago. Okay. I don't even, it's not oh, even. Oh, no, no, no. It's when you spoke out with the boys and he's yeah, Mr. He completely mis, you know, interpreted that entire thing. And But he's always, he was always really nice at the shows when I'd met him and took Very pictures nice. with his daughter. Yeah. And, 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 and I think he's one of those guys that is online persona does not relate to the person you meet when you meet him he's very pleasant yeah very nice like he, beyond nice and then i like saw he like said something what he did and i was just like ah come on that's shitty man he also smokes a lot of weed so you don't so, know what kind of mood you yeah. <laughs> he owns like a dispensary that's his thing yeah because i know he doesn't maybe like he had some bad weed or something <laughs> been on shows with him before where he this is pretty pretty wild it's me and uh so i'll i'll mention i won't mention the other person we're on a show with him he didn't have his gear because he sold yeah. all his gear and he had to like go to Walmart and buy like bought like fight really? pants. I know he's like heavily into the pot game and stuff like that. And like, you know, maybe he's doing well for himself. Maybe he's not. I don't know enough. But like, I was like, come on, man. You're the you're the you're the Val <laughs> Give us the fucking purple trunks, man. Not these fucking fight shorts. But uh, yeah, that's my only experience with him, really. But he, uh, I remember he told me on one of the meetings. He was like, ah, I really hated when you would do that little march before the shell shock. When I would do the march, that's the most over thing. That was. Kids, I can't do the reason why, but I was going to tell you where that came from. And who named that? That another. That's another genius there. You've, you've, <laughs> you, by the way, the backpack stunner, the over-the-shoulder boulder holder. You gave me my finish to Skip Sheffield. Yes, like there was, which has fucked up my back tremendously. Thank you. And other people's. <laughs> uh, the, uh, but that March. The reason why I started doing that is because my ankle, when I got back on the road, I had no business coming back to, to wrestling when I did. Okay. My ankle was a mess. I, my, I had no balance in my left ankle. My strength, I was like a feeble kitten. And I was, <laughs> so I was picking guys up for that finish, and I noticed my balance was so off, I didn't want people seeing me stumbling around. Really? So when I did it, I started marching to shift my weight back and forth. Really? And push off my foot so that you wouldn't notice how unstable I was. Wow. And that was the only reason I ever started doing that, which is why I eventually, once my ankle started, like strength started coming back in it as I was up there, I just quit doing it eventually, unless they would ask me to do it here and there. Yeah. But I didn't I had no idea that was gonna like that got over with the kids really well. That, that got over with me because like I thought because here's the thing when I when I thought of the name Shell Shock because you're like I need a name for my for my finish yeah and some people some people were like oh is that hurt I'm like no Shell Shock I was trying to think of my of it's battle some, fatigue when you're in a war, when you're in war it's, exactly yeah. it's, it's an older term and I and immediately I thought hey Vince might relate to this because it's what this this because he's old this is this, well because like <laughs> oh Shell Shock I know what that is oh Shell Shock God. Damn it, shell shock. Just lifts those big guys on his shoulders. Oh, so strong. <laughs> so I was like, PTSD used to, right back. <laughs> used to be shell. I'm like, before it was PTSD, it was shell shock. I'm like, oh, fuck. That sounds like 
you went through some sort of traumatic thing. And then I thought you added like military stuff to the march and the shell shock. I'm like, I thought you were just being creative. Yeah. But I got, I thought that was fine. Did I ever tell you, thank you. The, the time I had to explain why I do my entrance to Vince. Did we ever talk about that? I don't think so. I think I've heard it before, but. Kidman was like, he came and he was like, Vince wants to know why you do your fucking entrance. Mm. And I go, the energy entrance? And he goes, what? Kidman's a, he's a smart ass. And Kidman's awesome. I, I love I him. I love Kidman. He's what a, he was the one that told me, he was like, when you leave, it was, I talked to him the day that I left. He goes, just, you know, don't burn your bridge with the company. Don't say anything bad about him. And he goes, you'll be back in six months. And I go, oh, fuck that. <laughs> well, eight yeah. episodes later, nine episodes later. Uh, no, but I, I, I told, I've told everyone I'm very thankful for everything. So, but I, I I'm not going to not fucking talk about things. I've had to live with it for so long. It makes, this is therapy for myself. But uh, I had to explain to Vince why I come out and, do the entrance with the one arm up, the other arm up, mm-hmm. both arms up three times, and then boom, it is me. That is an entrance of energy of when I come out, and, and this was my baby face entrance, I collect the energy on the left side, collect the energy on the right side, collect the energy of the entire arena over and over, and inject it into myself was the legitimate, like, and then I shut down, let yeah, the energy yeah. take over, and now that I am living through the energy of the people. That was, oh. that is a, a deep secret, like, thing of like why most people don't understand why i ever did that they it that was well thought out on like and i would legitimately get hyped up when i did it and it was i live through energy and feed off the energy but i had to explain that to him and he was totally cool with it like like but he wanted to know early on like why the hell are you doing that i thought you got it from kickboxer no i thought no okay no that was the feed me more taunt was Uh, do you remember the first couple i was uh after the matches and early on with the locals, I was just doing the up and down thing with the arms. Yes, and it looked like looked like the old Hasbro action figures. I had I didn't I yep. didn't use Feed Me More yet at that point, and because uh, I didn't want to say that yet, and just like it, then it timed all out, and and I said it once, and I was like, you know what, this is gonna stick. I didn't think I never thought that would get over. Like it was that. organic. I mean, yeah. shit like that. There's things in wrestling that just get you never think that just catch on and. I didn't think it would. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, it did. So you want to get some questions here? Yeah, let's do that. We, we were going to dude. it's so funny because we talk about this podcast nonstop. And we're like, let's take plan notes and like, we take notes. This this show, let's just talk about this. Well, we're, and then we get on the show. and We're just bumbling. Our breaking. best work is when I've told you this. I go, our best work is when we just kind of bounce off of each other and stories come naturally. It's better, though, when we I, I will. I hated our last round of, of, of podcast episodes that I was I thought we both were very tired. And um, our last two, we were really tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, it, but it was just day. like. In Philadelphia, like dark hotel room, like this is it's I lighted. It's hot as fucking here right now, but it is really hot. I'm sweating profusely. After but, this uh, episode, I will turn the air on a little higher. I remember I wrestled a match that you didn't even watch. <laughs> like, that, so well, I, you, <laughs> I thought I was dying that day. You, you, you wanted me to watch your match. I told, and I hadn't seen Santino in a while. <laughs> And we get to talking. And he'll be here tomorrow. And I, I I'll probably miss Do my match talking to him. <laughs> I'll just wrestle. He's like, and he's like me. I feel like, like he's a chatty Kathy too. When you get to talking, and, and he's also one of honestly, I think top five favorite people I've ever met yeah. wrestling because he's always been positive and like a mentally strong dude and Absolutely. always been a good person. He lives the secret without even knowing Ex- it. Like, exactly what I was going to say. Speaking yeah. of secret, we've never said this on the podcast, and the wine's taking control of my voice, but um. We're actually in the new secret book that uh, it's been released already. It came out on October fourth, which was like I haven't. I never got a copy of that, by the way. I th- they I think they, they sent it to you. <laughs> they sent it to me, and I took. And they also paid me for it. No, they uh, they sent it to your PO box. Have you sent that in a while? I go there every. I go check my PO box two, three times a week. I could have sworn they sent. That's fuck. That's we'll I'll, check. It's, I'll, it'll come in. It's at my house. So like, um, I mean, it's your story, but the fact that it, it coincides. You lived with it with we, me though. Yeah, like, yeah, it was, yeah. You had your own story at to the see, time. just to see like you know hey fuck both of our names are in this book that literally fucking changed Ten years our ago lives. we had nothing and it was living together and now 10 years later we're doing this and we're working together and, yeah and we are the featured story at the end of the book for their celebrity portion did you see what they retweeted too i thought this was kind of no. cool oh yeah. so i put a tweet out there and i was like you know i can't you know this came out really mind-blowing and they wrote back we're not supposed to play favorites but this is our favorite story in the yeah. book yeah I was like, fuck, man, this book that like was a national, you know, not even national, just a, a well-renowned thing. Uh, the book know, is, I mean, it had worldwide. huge press. World, I mean, Oprah, it's been Everywhere. You know, promoted heavily. And it's... But it, it's... And a lot of people, you know, Rhonda, 
Rhonda Byrne, she's amazing. She's gathered this information. This isn't anything new that she created. She's done the research on this and, and brought together all these, these minds of people that have lived this life. And it, it's just a mindset. And it quite simply is nothing more than just choosing to have a positive mindset. And it just made sense to me because all the people I knew that were really fucking miserable and sad and I, I was that. Yeah. I was like, you know, always deep. And I'm like, fuck, bad shit always happens to them. People who just seem like they have it made or like everything's great and every and genuinely things are good. I'm like, nothing bad really happens. It was just, it made a lot of sense to me. And I just, uh, it's pretty mind blowing to go, oh, fuck. It's here. how the secret changed my life, I believe, is the name of the book. How the secret changed my life, yeah. yeah. And it's all stories about people all over the world. It's available on Amazon and in probably every bookstore and online, Kindle, everything, I believe. So uh, go check that out if you want to, you know. Um, or just go to the bookstore and read our section of it. And then put the book back, <laughs> buy a PWI magazine, uh, and then. Uh, by the way, did we that German company sent an email to me, which I forwarded to you about being on their cover? I didn't reply for the for I the forgot. German pro wrestling magazine, which I heavily wanted. They asked me if they wanted to do a cover story or a story on me, and I go, "Sure, it's got to be on the cover." <laughs> they <laughs> like, go, "Yeah, why not?" The booking emails. We, once we get through things, like, "Hey, can I win your title?" <laughs> or can I be on the cover of your magazine? <laughs> you never know unless you ask. That's what I always tell people. And I've said that before too. And I'm like, yeah, it makes a lot of makes a lot of sense. I mean, there's a lot of bookings you have coming up where I know they they're they're going to run with it, and it's more exposure for the company. I've done it before. Yeah. When Matt Hardy was, uh, and actually, he is one of the most over guys in wrestling. Absolutely, now. I, I put, love him. I, I put my and I don't even know him that well. But. Independent title. You're working him. Fucking, I think a couple Wrestlecade. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh. I put the title on him and it was just like, it's very good exposure. And then it could also help build a local guy. It's just, it's just very good stuff. So, um, when I've done my signings and, uh, some of these signings, he's always right next to me and I just thoroughly appreciate him being in character. He's great. He's awesome. And, and I could listen to him talk all day. And, uh, it reminds me of when I had fun as skip Sheffield, mm-hmm. except for this is way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta say that where you just don't give a shit and you can just say you can literally do no wrong. Yeah. And like there's and then it's I was just like, man, that is that is incredible. He's and he's been around for how long now? And like he's the hottest thing right now. The hottest by thing far, right now. By far. And you can both see myself and Ryback and the Broken Hardies next month, November nineteenth. Oh, we're taking Pro, them on. Russell, we we were not actually, we're gonna team with them. Yeah. Eight man tag, a big Survivor Series style match. I'm even cooler with that. <laughs> I would much rather tag with them. Am I going to become a Skip Sheffield for I, that one? I fucking hope so. Oh, I think I'm going to bust out the, the Skip Sheffield. Uh, I would be strut splash, which was always a favorite. Wade Barrett's dad. I was one of his favorites. Wade Barrett's dad, dad. Kofi Kingston, myself, and uh, somebody else. Uh, Razor Ramon or Wade Barrett's dad's three favorite. Stu Bennett, I should say, his uh, dad's favorite wrestlers of all time. He loved when I did the little strut up the steps. And it would really? oh, Yeah, he loved. That character, man, was so much fun. It's that our was, favorite because we always thought about horrible things that would happen to Adolf Sheffield, I think, was one of your... That was his... That's when he loses his mind. That's when he yeah. uh, he uh, becomes, you know... Yeah. He, he, <laughs> that would be my backup plan if I ever went into MMA and just totally pulled a CM Punk and got my ass kicked. I would just come back and skip, and Sheffield. skip Sheffield. Makes total sense. My mind's fucked up. And then I opening match, sell some merchandise. Yep, yep, yep. What it do? Fucking start the match. Shoulder boulder holder here and there. And fucking start the match with a running drop kick that you miss. I used to do that in FCW. I remember that. Uh, I got that from an MMA guy that was, I believe, mentally handicapped that had a fight that would start his fights off. What was that guy's name? Because I remember we'd laugh about this. He like started an MMA. MMA fight off with a running drop kick and missed and got like choked out yeah. instantly and it was just the greatest thing. But I remember a couple of shows because this is when I was refereeing. You're like, I'm going to do this tonight. I'm like, no, you're fucking. Not. And I remember ding 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 and you run at the guy. By the way, the cruiserweight classic. They've started matches with that. They've somebody somebody's obviously been studying Finn their Ballard. Skip Sheffield matches. Finn Balor starts with that all the time. Yeah, run run drop. Like, all times cut. Run a run S- drop kick. Spoiler alert: Finn Balor's a huge Skip Sheffield fucking mark. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Oh my the, God. Do you want to do a few questions here? Yeah, we're at 42 minutes. Unless we want to save that completely for. Uh, I think we let's do one question. One I, question. We've been hyping the question. I've been putting them out there. He <laughs> said your questions and we never fucking answer them. And then I ask you, I'm like, dude, did you set up the email? Did you set the question? Like, can I read the questions? And then somehow I never, I never we got always, access to it. The pro- again, a problem when we Vox is we talk about 20 15 things minutes. And like, I will address like three things and forget something every time. And like, <laughs> likewise. 
I always tell you, I fill up a box with like, I only have to tell you one thing, but I talk about 20 different things to like, nah, it's fine. You're on three speed, three speed. I process. I, it. I don't feel nearly as bad since you've told me that. <laughs> I, um, but, I uh, so let's go here with a question here. All right, one fucking question. And we're going to wrap this up. Even though that one fucking review on iTunes was like, Hey guys, keep it at 40 minutes. You guys went 42, one episode. It's burped. Let's see here. <clears throat> Dead air on the, the conversation with the big guy. Take a little sip of wine while he gets All right. uh, his question, question here from Andrew Nusky. Nusky. Besides waiting for feed me more nutrition and exercise, what should I do to go from a quarter of a ton mama's basement IWC fucking mark to silverback gorilla? I'm six foot two and 270 pounds, and I'd like to cut off that excess weight. Good luck with your product line. Well, Andrew. First of all, um, I think recognizing the problem is a great first step. Um, I think you need to start setting goals from yourself. I'm actually selling Feed Me More Goal Boards available on FeedMeMore.com. Uh, or you can go to a local Walgreens or Walmart and get a, get a white erase board, dry erase board. And I think you need to write down three to five goals of, of what you want from your life. I think when you figure out what you want to do and what you want, whether that's, you know, uh, how you look physically or what you want out of life. I think the sooner that you figure out why you wake up each and every day, you will get closer to your goals and you'll start finding purpose when you wake up. Um, I wish you luck and, uh, feed me more nutrition is coming out in November and I will begin updating that, uh, the launch date here very shortly on that. All right. Any comments? No, that was a solid answer. I thought we're going to, we thought we're going to make fun of him, but uh, we gave him a, I, I've told you, I don't, that's, I think there's, I've told you, I've get a lot of emails on the website and it's, some of this stuff is so serious. I almost, I don't know how to respond sometimes of people thanking uh, me and us uh, for doing this podcast and just, I think just being honest and open and, um, just maybe I, I I've always thought of podcasts the way I thought of podcast like I and I love podcasts I mean tremendously motivated by like cults and a lot of different other ones but like just being on driving and like yeah. zoning out and hearing little things and like oh it's interesting or having something to look forward to while or at work or even doing I fucking don't like I don't know if you like doing cardio I hate doing cardio pop on a podcast makes the time go yeah. by. Yeah, if they're good, if they're bad, whatever. But uh, if you're doing like like elliptical or something, or like treadmill, it's hard. If you're doing like blow up conditioning to listen to a real podcast, I feel like yeah, yeah, that's true. That'd be a little. I can't listen. I got just have music on or take them off altogether. Just on have that Batista's theme song. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> listening to "I Walk Alone" as I'm fucking boxing. God damn. It. Uh, but uh, that's it. I don't know what this episode brung, but uh, I was going to do another question. I. We, one of you our complaints. Keep going. We're forty-five. I think we, it's, I'm okay with doing another Look at question. This guy breaking the barriers. Go ahead, go, go. go. As long as we don't go fifty, we're all right. Okay. Uh, he gave us the cue. Batista's <laughs> <laughs> <his> theme song. <laughs> hey Ryback, longtime fan of your work here with uh, two questions regarding your WWE career. One, when the creative team allowed you more time on the mic, it was apparent the company believed in your character and wanted to give you a push. You would go on to win the IC title, which you learned was a formality to get you to sign a new contract. My question to you is, do you ever have any desire to stay, or did you have any desire to stay and renegotiate to see what was left for the Ryback character to accomplish, or were you mentally already out the door after your IC title run? Before you answer, what a fucking well-worded question. Yes. Props to you for having a fucking brain. The uh, I tried desperately that entire last year, and which... Um, and. To, to work everything out. And I, I really, really, truly wanted to stay. Um, but I had outside interest and I have other things that, that I'm doing now that, that being there was not allowing me to do. And the, the reason in Vince and, you know, we talked about it before and the way they used me my last couple months there putting me on the pre-shows was because I didn't sign their contract for the 1.65 million or whatever it was. I think we hmm. said 1.5. It was 1.65. Yeah. And the reason is I didn't because I wanted to see if he was going to hold his word to me. He didn't. Mm -hmm. And he probably booked me that way and didn't do what he said for the most part, although he's lied to me before, it was because I didn't sign that contract right away. Okay. And so it was kind of a game of chicken and I, I was... You know, I was sticking to my guns. So um, I was already, I was, I was far checked out at those last couple months. Um, 
come WrestleMania, I was fully checked out. Uh, and I, I remember you even telling me WrestleMania day, you're like, I don't give a fuck. Didn't give a wrestle. shit. Literally, I, was, I wanted to fucking and like and my girlfriend at the time, mm-hmm. just the fucking disorganization of that goddamn company. She fucking missed my match because they they bust them and fucked it all up of, of the family members. Really, and they were late getting there, and she missed my match. Got there like right at the very end Ugh. to see me fucking lose, and uh, which was uh, one thing I want to say. Broke that. up shortly thereafter. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Awkward. Whole other uh, conversation. But um. But I think also, but you were checked out for all like you're like I'm still gonna have a fucking great match. Oh no, no checked out as far like, as just in the company letting me down. Exactly going out, I gave I gave it everything I got every single time. I thought it was fine, and it was and we lost time on all that. But it was it, it was just just hard. And you say, oh, I wrestled in front of twenty five or thirty thousand people. Like, oh, poor you. Yeah, but everyone else is wrestling in front of a hundred thousand, and you work out your entire year and bust your ass, and then you get out there and nobody's paying attention. People are getting their people food, getting, and yeah, it's like. It's not a true 25,000 no. and it's like so scattered out and like, oh, there's a wrestling match going on and, sure. like, and, and it just sucked. But uh, part two of the question is, what is your proudest match or favorite feud during your time with the company? For me personally, your feud with Mark Henry that led up to WrestleMania was money. <laughs> what kind of drugs you fucking yeah, taking? What the fuck are they taking? <laughs> um, I feel like there was a lot more they could have done with that angle that was ultimately dropped by having you lose in the payoff. Yeah, you should have fucking won. Yeah, we've talked about that. And um, my favorite, I think, and it was for me the proudest moment outside of uh, winning the IC title and, and the boys in the back uh, waiting there and getting the round of applause outside of Gorilla. Yeah. Nobody wanted to get heated in Gorilla. Uh, Come on, really? No, I don't know. But it was like all the real, like the guys that. The ones that matter. Yeah. And um, who you're not competing against, kind sure. of, and uh, who I've been with from the beginning in de- developmental. And uh, that, and I think my first Hell in a Cell match with uh, CM Punk, mm-hmm. because that was my first main event outside of doing live events, working them, and uh, which that was thrown together last minute, obviously. And uh, I never liked any of our matches, but that was more on him not wanting to put any effort into to wanting to do shit and that's the truth and uh but i was fully developed at that point and could have done anything so that's a whole nother i remember watching that it was during hurricane sandy up here which yeah was a fucking it was a total wasteland and i was really really drunk at a bar and an irish man walked up to me while we're watching it and he's like do you want to do some cocaine and i looked at him i was like nah it's okay <laughs> <laughs> which we will get into <laughs> which eventually we will get about into. the drug episode so but uh, I, I remember that and i remember like you know um, it was a cool moment at the end, though. I got to be on the hell on top of the cage and the gimmick, yeah. yeah and uh, but it was such a shitty finish and like just an end of of all the momentum and uh, yeah. So, but as far as like that was my first main event and being in that position, and it did, I believe it did pretty good buy rate numbers for that pay per view. Okay, um, from everything that I was told, and uh, it was good, man. So that was I, I was saying that was when I knew I was like. This ain't so bad. I can mm-hmm. do this. You know, it's, Sweet. you have to go through and you have to live it. You have to experience it to know. And, and it was a breeze from there. So, well, thanks everybody for listening. We're, we're deep in, you can follow me at buck never stops or Ryback. He's Ryback 22 on Twitter, Twitter, the and big guy Ryback 22 on Instagram and Ryback two, four, seven on Snapchat. Feed me more.com. WrestleProOnline.com for your New York, New Jersey independent needs. Or if you want to be a wrestler, CreativeProWrestling.com. Me and myself with uh, the newly debuted Kurt Hawkins. Uh, we're teaching people out in Long Island. We need people to sign up for the goddamn school, so please do so. Um, and remember, rate, review, subscribe. That greatly helps. Uh, it appre- we appreciate it helps uh, the little uh, algorithm of this podcast. And, um, and I think I want to end it with successful people. Successful people are always hungry. What are you? Feed me more nutrition coming in November. You've just listened to an episode of Conversation with the Big Guy. Thank you. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's the Labor Day sale at Ace. Now through Monday only, buy two gallons of our top paint brands, Valspar, Clark & Kensington, and Royal, and get the third gallon free. And with the Ace Extra Mile promise, if it ever takes more than one trip to complete your paint project, we'll bring you what you need and deliveries free. Don't miss the buy two, get one free paint sale only at Ace. Limit two free gallons of equal or lesser value. Prices may vary. Delivery subject to availability. Visit acehardware.com for more details.